0: Hello, and welcome to the Private Practice Made Perfect podcast. I'm Cathy Love. I started life as an OT, had an amazing, crazy private practice, which I sold. And what I do now is help allied health business owners create a business that serves them, the time, the money, the joy that they absolutely deserve And this is where my idea for the podcast started. What I want to do is to capture how hard allied health business owners in Australia work to achieve their dreams, to support their teams, to create amazing outcomes for their clients. So sit back, beverage of joys, drive safely, walk carefully, however you're listening in. And I hope you absolutely enjoy Hello, everybody. Uh, You've got Kathy, and only Kathy, uh, binging into your earpods for this particular episode. And I've got to say, it's a bit of a random episode. I um, was—I don't know how it's going to go. You'll have to give me some feedback about whether this style of conversation—it's not even a conversation—whether this style of um, episode is—is interesting for you or not. I was doing some tidying up in my office. And um I have a lot of books and I and I read a fair bit. I'm not a prolific reader, but I read a fair bit. But as I was kind of moving some books around, I had sort of had this pile that I'd been looking through probably in the last two months or so, six weeks, two months. And I thought, oh my gosh, what a crazy eclectic mix of books I have read. And what I think I'll do in this episode, don't worry, you're not, it's, we're not going to be here for hours is I thought I would just go through the pile of books that I have read in the last, let's say, two months. Let's kind of take it from Christmas because it's really, really rare. It's a really crazy random mix. And I'm just putting this episode out there hoping that I'm not alone with the bizarre range of um, wonderful books that I have read. So I'm going to go through them. I'm going to sort of name them and maybe give the author, and I'm sure in the show notes our wonderful show note writer will be just chasing up all of the links like crazy, but it will just give you a bit of an insight, hopefully not an alarming insight, as to where my brain goes when it's at work and where my brain goes when it's reading and wanting to know about other things. Right, so in no particular order, I've literally got a stack of about 10 books we are going to get going. Uh, so I'm a bit of a fan of the airport book, not going to lie, rarely do I get through the airport without picking up something. And so this was a book that I picked up oh a little way back, but in fact, my whole family read it before I got to it. It's published by The Big Idea, and it is written by Ian Douglas. And the title of the book is Technology Making a Sick, a Primer for the 21st Century. Goodness me, can you hear me turning the pages? What a ripper of a book. And if there's a book that's going to kind of get your your brain spinning, this is the one about the role of technology, good and bad, in our current lives. So it talks about the fear of technology, living with technology, becoming hooked solutions for restoring your health and a conclusion a whole lot of further reading but it's written and it's and it's been um designed in a really accessible way it's not all small print there's not chapters and chapters and chapters loads of photos there's lots of headings it's sort of almost magazine graphic um graphic novel type but um Wow, it was just such a reminder and I'm sure some of you have seen, you know, some of the pr- programs online about um social media addiction and the algorithms and how they're commercializing your attention and all of the rest of it. This, for me, kind of pulled all of the big, big nutty points of everything that i've seen and read elsewhere into one um into one piece, and it talks about how it does enhance our lives in numerous ways um about communicating with friends and colleagues in instantaneously all around the world, but also it talks about how it crowds our personal lives and how um you know, essentially what was a doom scrolling was the word of the year, I think, in 2020. It might have been 2021. But how those algorithms are used to manipulate and control and just bring people into very, very dark places. So a really, really good, practical, well-informed, well-researched book is Technology Making a Sick, a Primer for the 21st Century, Ian Douglas. That's part of the Big Idea series. I'm sure you've seen them at the airport. So that's one that I have read. I was the lucky last member of the family, but got to read that. Next on the list, how to bullet plan, a practical guide, everything you need to know about journaling with bullet points. Rachel Wilkerson Miller. Now, some of um our NAKA Consulting members have seen this book and have heard me rabbit on about it for years. I've had this book for quite some time. I'm I'm hoping it was printed ages ago. When was it printed? Yeah, 2017. I've had it for probably almost that long. And so some of you have probably heard about this thing, bullet journaling. It's been around for ages and it's probably past its peak of its trend, but I am still a devotee, not gonna lie. Uh and I and I just I just love it. I think it's that visual brain OT kind of piece. I love to be organized, loved it to look, love it to look good, love different formats for organizing my thinking and my work. So what is bullet a bullet journal? It's a planner, it's a to-do list, it's a diary, it's a list of all of the ways that you can help get your life together, or in fact, get your business together as well. Once again, it's got chapters, but it's got loads of headings, loads of practical applications. And it really is a wonderful, wonderful practical guide that shows you how to get started and to keep going with a bullet journal. Um, it tells you about the tools you need and the easy tips and the layouts that you can use uh, in it as well. It teaches you about the different sorts of lists, the symbols that you can use, how to set up different calendars, trackers, stationery, oh, quite a stationery buyer's dream. Really, really cool book, How to Bullet Plan, a practical guide, everything you need to know about journaling with bullet points. So you probably uh, picked up. I've had this for years but what I do, probably hmm, two or three times a year, I will just get back into it. And I know you can't see this, but I've got some sticky notes highlighting some of the, the pages. So what I um what I enjoyed in my last spin through the book was the grat- how to set up a gratitude list and how to set up a new word list. I haven't done this for a while, but over the years I've had a page in my journal where I've listed new words. Look out. I might be using some new words very, very soon. So that's something that I wanted to do. It's also got a layout and um, a brief little overview about how to record your wins. I thought that was pretty cool as well. So I jump into this book two or three times a year. or we'll just read it for kind of 45 minutes, 50 minutes, just grab a squeeze a little bit more of juice out of it. Um, absolute, uh, absolute favorite. I think this is I'm on about my fourth copy of it because um, it's a book that I typically give away. Someone will say, oh my God, I love it. I love it. And I just give it away. And then I buy another one. Good news. This one's actually got my phone number in it. So maybe I'll get that one back sometimes. Sometime. Alrighty. Ready for the next one? Oh dear. Told you it was a really eclectic condition. Uh, the next book, it's really a visual book and I so wish that you could share the magnificent images inside one of my all-time favourite artists' book. So some of you know that I love art and um, I like to collect Aboriginal art in particular. And one of my favourite artists is um, Sally Gabori and this is her book, Land of All. So I discovered Sally Gabori a couple of years, a few years ago. I was in Brisbane, of all places. Good old Brisbane. I love their gallery. If you're ever there, go for for an afternoon in the gallery. It's quite uh, breathtaking. So I just ambled on in, grateful for the air conditioner, not going to lie, grateful for the air conditioner in the first instance. And as I was wandering around, I kind of just walked into this huge, beautiful space. Those of you that know um, the gallery in Brisbane will know. It's just light and bright and very spectacular and very uncomplicated. And I walked into the most breathtaking series of paintings. I can still remember how I felt when I saw Sally Gabori's big, big, she does great, great, great work, Um, up on the walls um, in this particular part of the gallery. So uh, my visit turned into a couple of hours, I've got to say, um, and I actually got the book there and I was actually reading the book while looking at the paintings and um, it was a very, very special moment. um so yeah, this particular book is way better than any of the photos I could take. It's got a little bit about Sally's story and her family and the areas that she paints in and a little bit about her life as well. And what I love is that Sally started painting very late in her life and as her um, vision and health started to change, so did her art as well. And um it was, yeah, just a wonderful story about her and her sisters and where they live and how she captures the most extraordinary images of her um, of her work. So there we go. Is technology making us sick? Had a bullet plan. Sally Gabori, land for all. I actually want to keep looking at the pictures for another minute. Maybe you could just uh, chat amongst yourselves. I hope to see her work um, again in the future. But, uh, oh, yes, must put book away, must speak to people who might still be listening. Right, next book. Those of you who are NACA members will know about this book and will know about Donna McGeorge. The book, this is a book that I jump into once again every two or three months I'm into this book. And Donna McGeorge is a wonderful Aussie writer. And the book that I possibly love the most, bit of a hard call. Book I possibly love the most is her book, The First Two Hours, Making Better Use of Your Most Valuable Time. So uh, Donna was in a few years ago and did a podcast uh, with us. So you might want to kind of cross-check and listen to uh listen to more about the first two hours from Donna herself, who describes it way more uh, elegantly and effectively uh, than I do. I love this book. Super structured, great illustrations, awesome, awesome, awesome um, layout and props and um, really guides you through. So in this book, she talks about the concept of breaking your eight-hour day into four lots of two hours. And she talks about why the first two hours are so important and how to make um, the most of your first two hours where effectively you are business-facing and you are doing deep, deep work. She then talks about the second two hours as, um, so the first two hours are proactive. It's uh, focus, effort, energy, important important tasks. She then talks about the second two hours as being more reactive. There's a bit more flexibility, a bit more accessibility, a bit more support. You might have your office door open. You may be meeting with others um, and meeting others' priorities. Could be meetings, different things like that. Then she talks about the third lot of two hours, which is obviously going to be after lunch. This is where you bring in ritual, routine, and even some respite. You might be doing some emails. You might even get out and move. Um, certainly a great time to bring in the standing desk. Uh, you might take a break. You might do all sorts of different um, things because it's sort of low-impact, low-intensity work. And then the last two hours are pre-active and in fact, you are finishing up all of the tasks for the day, you're folding down your inbox, you're getting started on tomorrow's to-do lists, tomorrow's activities, meetings, and you're starting to forward plan the next day. Wow, look, I am, I just do not know why this book hasn't won a gazillion prizes. Maybe it has, and I just haven't seen them yet. But um, I know many, many, many of our NACA consulting members now have a copy of this and have applied these principles. And I just love to get back into it and I'll, I will just read about one of the quarters, pull it out, 30 minutes read, a little bit of a fresh up and, um, good to go again. So, uh, getting, I've had another dose, um, of the first two hours in the last couple of weeks as well. Next book. Gosh, what a mix. What a mix. Right, next book is from my wonderful, wonderful friend and colleague, Kate Schreck, The A to Z of Service Excellence, The Essential Guide to Becoming a Customer Service Professional. And the reason that uh I'm a big fan of Kate's, big, big, big fan. Oh, and I've got a signed copy. must remember not to give this one away. Don't tell Kate I've given the other one that she really, really signed to me away ages ago. Don't know where that one went. So... Love this book. Really, really practical. And the reason that I was giving it a bit of a speed read, I've read it uh, quite a few times. I've had this book for four or five years, probably three or four years by now. Um, Kate's coming in to do uh, a session with our Practice Managers Academy. And Kate is one of the most vibrant, engaging, funny, honest presenters that I have ever, ever been in the room with. and. I just want it to be up on all of the stuff, you know, just want it to be across the A's and the M's and the Z's and the X's and the Y's and the T's. And uh every single time I pick up this book, I will just read a letter or two because I promise you it is literally organized under A and then B and then C, you get the gist. So I will just read a couple of letters to kind of just refresh my brain, but I did a quick race through in readiness for Kate to come in and um, share her awesomeness with Practice Managers Academy in the next couple of weeks. I'm so lucky to know Kate, she's an absolute, uh, absolute good egg, good egg, much loved by me and my team and family. So I've read Kate's book, The A to Z of Service Excellence.
1: Running a business isn't just about setting up shop and becoming complacent. It's about showing up for ourselves and our clients with a commitment to continuous improvement. We have to be honest with ourselves about where we're at and where we're going. That means identifying strengths and weaknesses so we can improve. After all, if we're remaining stagnant, how can we scale and build the business and life of our dreams? That's where the NACAR Consulting Allied Health Biz Quiz comes in. We're not talking horoscopes and false hope here. This questionnaire is the perfect starting point for you to begin identifying your strengths, needs and blind spots as an Allied Health Business Owner. The process is simple. Answer the 14 questions and we'll send you a personalised report that includes actionable steps for you to start taking your business to the next level. Ready to take your business into your own hands? Take the NACAR Consulting Allied Health Biz Quiz today.
0: Next one is quite different again. The next one is The Life Plan, Simple Strategies for a Meaningful Life by Shana Kennedy. I didn't really mean to read this book. I actually bought it as a gift and it didn't get gifted. It got read instead. And this book really, really surprised me. If I flip to the back cover, it is it is beautiful. The layout and the colours and the photos just totally spoke to me and I think that's probably why I couldn't gift it because I wanted to kind of read all of the things and soak all of the, the beautiful kind of aesthetic, that's the word, the aesthetic of it up. So if I flip to the back cover, discover what you really want in life and how to get it. Do you want to live with purpose and achieve your life goals in the life plan leading life coach Shana Kennedy sets out a step-by-step strategy to help you identify your true purpose and values, declutter and find clarity, prove your time management and create tools to help you stay focused. And yeah, then some just pretty, pretty spectacular um, endorsements from the book. And do you know what? This book absolutely delivered all of that in very um, respectful, practical, inspiring ways. So I powered through this. I actually read it in that really funky week before Christmas and New Year. So I sort of read a poolside, I read a beachside, I read a couchside and um, really went cover to cover on this, which I don't always do with these sorts of books. So um, loved it, loved the style, loved the flow, loved the concept and picked up a ton of really, really interesting ideas and ways of thinking about it. So thank you, Shana Kennedy, with The Life Plan. What are we up to? One, two, three, four, five, book number six. Right. It's getting personal now. Um, I read an amazing book probably six months ago um, called The Glucose Revolution. Lose weight, stop cravings, get your energy back. The life-changing power of balancing your blood sugar by Jesse Inchal. I'm I'm not sure how to say your name, Jessie. I've been practicing it like for about half an hour, but um, they'll totally get it right in the show notes. Biochemist and founder of the Glucose Goddess Movement. I bet that a bunch of you are probably following her on Instagram. She is awesome on Instagram. And do you know what her book is? The Bee's Knees. Absolutely fascinating. Absolutely science-based absolutely thought-provoking as well. So while I read the whole thing probably six months ago, I have been back in and fast reading the headlines and pulling the principles of it yet. Again, this is something that I've been applying personally for um, many, many months now with really impressive um, impressive results in terms of energy management and cognitive focus. So the glucose revolution, the life-changing power of balancing your blood sugar. Uh, really good. Um, I'm actually, in, am I going to describe what's in this book a little bit? Ooh. I'll give a little clue. And then if you're interested, interested, you can get, go and get the book. All righty, so I've got the contents page open here. Part one, what is glucose? I thought I knew. Turns out I didn't. So I know a little bit more now. Why are glucose spikes harmful? Absolutely fascinating. How can I flatten my glucose curves and she goes through 10 hacks and I'm not going to go through them because I don't want to be prescriptive around this she goes through 10 really really easy doable food hacks and um yeah really really interesting uh interesting piece and now I'm following a few people across socials and newsletters around this exact topic and um very much enjoying the learning from it so yeah some of you might find that interesting as well Right, the next book I'm holding is Short and Sweet. For those of you who know me, you won't be at all surprised that I uh, found this book on Amazon and had it in my cart before I could take the next sip of tea. 55 Powerful Questions for Coaching, Mentoring and Leading at Work. The Art of Powerful Questions to Unlock Potential, Improve Performance and Empower Others. Oh, my gosh. Who is the author now? Would be a really good moment for me to know. Ah, Beeble Publishing Group, Mauricio Vasquez, Toronto, Canada. Uh, this book was sort of what I thought, but they're not quite what I thought, but it was still really interesting. It is literally a list of questions under some different headings. So uh, it appealed to me because I could just speed read and just highlight some stuff and add it to my list of questions and many of you have been on the receiving end of my questions. So um, heads up, my questions could be changing, people. They could be changing. It could all be getting a little different. But just a, a good, fun, practical book that was a really quick little read. Oh, Next book. This book is well, well traveled. This is the book that has got airline tickets in it. It's got itineraries in it. It's got people's names and phone numbers in it. It's got my journaling in it because it is a book that relates to a trip that we did as a family to Northeast Arnhem Land last September. So the book is Welcome to My Country. Um, I am not going to give you the name of the author because I happen to know that she has passed away, and when we were there on her homeland, it was the community was observing sorry business as well, so not quite sure, yeah, I feel as though I shouldn't say her name. We weren't yeah, we had some um observations that we needed to make when we were on country with the um younger people and the um, people of Biwaka Homestead. So it's an awesome, awesome book. Welcome to my country. It has won the children's book of the year. Don't know when that was. That was a little while back, but it was written by a group of, yeah, first published 2013. It was written by a group of Yonggu elders. Um, and it was facilitated. The whole writing experience was facilitated by, um, a couple of, um, people from one of the universities as well. And this book is glorious. It is absolutely glorious. And um, I certainly read it before we um, went up to um, Nolumboy for a little bit of time. And then I have since read it again, just in the last week or so wanting to revisit it and um Get reminded about some of the concepts and um loved rereading it on the other side of the trip that we had as a family, so we were very fortunate to be able to spend time with the Yongu and um be accepted into one of the uh the big families up there and we now have our skin names and we have a whole. A whole extra level of, um, of understanding about the extraordinary culture and stories, um, and history that, um, the people up there have, uh, and we're very keen as a family to get back. And we hope that we will be able to do that at some point as well. So there's a book, Welcome to My Country. And it's published by Alan and Unwin and Yeah, great read. And don't be put off by the fact that it won Children's Book of the Year. It is awesome book for kids probably um, upper primary and on. But it is very, very cool for curious adults as well. If I'm sounding a bit distracted, I'm actually just so enjoying flicking back through it seeing photos of where we went and seeing notes and all of my scribbles and the like all through it. So it is a book that has just about become a journal. I just hope that it all holds together long enough so that we can enjoy reading it again in the future. All righty, that is that one. Welcome to my country. Next book. I read this book, I don't know, gosh, pandemic's been a bit of a blur, hasn't it? I must have read it in 2020 or 2021. Women and Leadership, Real Lives, Real Lessons, Julia Gillard and her writing partner Ngozi Okonju Awela. I hope um, Ngozi, I've pronounced your name correctly. So this book came out with a fair bit of fanfare and um, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. So I haven't read it cover to cover in the last two months. What I have done is gone in and earmarked some particular chapters to go and read. So that was a little bit foxy when I said this is what I've read. I just haven't read the whole, um, the whole thing. Um, and as a result of this, I'm now following Julia Gillard's podcast and some of her other com- commentary and very much enjoying that as well. Women in Leadership, Real Lives, Real Lessons, Julia Gillard and Ngozi Okonju Aweila. What, um, is quite startling. <laughs> and confronting and just still a little bit distressing are the facts and figures that the two authors bring into um, into the narrative. They also talk about the people that they've worked with and the people that they've met, um, both of them global leaders for many years now, and the facts and figures that sit behind um, politics and women in leadership all over the world. So, when I need a little bit of a pep up or uh, a little bit of perspective, I will jump into this book and pick a chapter or two as well. So it's it's a big read. I'm not going to lie. It's um it's a big read. It's possibly not so much a kind of a holiday read, but. Um, it's a very i believe it's a really really important message um, that we all need to sisters have to and uh our brothers as well have to have a deeper understanding about so um they take the approach of some of the major assumptions and a hypothesis that sit behind women and leadership and then they argue they provide the facts and then they argue about um what it is that is is not right about the myth and what's not right and not fair about the hypothesis so a really really interesting structure to the book as well and it tries to be really really positive it tries to be really proactive it's it's quite direct with some of its suggestions which I thought was really good as well so holding it up to the camera which isn't on but you will just have to listen to the sound of the pages Alrighty, one, two, three, four, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Two more books to go. Is everyone still listening or am I just on my own? Right, so this next book I actually haven't finished. And um, I need to finish it because my team are going to hold me to account that I do finish it. Um, as some of you might have seen on our social posts, we didn't post anything about Australia Day this year because we weren't sure what to post. And we didn't know as a team what we individually and collectively um thought about Australia Day as well. Uh, and so we had a big discussion after Australia Day, and you probably saw our post that went out. But what we all do understand and agree on is that we want to inform ourselves more deeply about um the big the big contemporary issues that is how our first Australians are um. Uh, respected and and treated in our modern society. So, um, I am holding the book. This was a gift. This was a, a, a family gift two Christmases ago, three Christmases ago, and once again, quite a few of my family have actually read it, but I was a little slow on the uptake, possibly because I couldn't get my mitts on it because it wasn't even here. So the book is Ma- Marsha um, Marcia Langton, Professor Marsha Langton, Welcome to Country, A Travel Guide to Indigenous Australia with a Forward by Stan Grant. This is the second edition. So um I have been reading through this and um absolutely enthralled, absolutely enthralled. Marsha, I don't know how you wrote this, but it is spectacular. It covers everything. It covers the states. It covers questions that we want to ask. It covers assumptions. It covers a brief relevant history on all of the issues that we think we need to know about and must know about as well. It profiles um, it profiles indigenous storytellers, indigenous politicians and activists. Ah, oh, it is so, so good, but it is just made so accessible. So this book is, I don't know, like it's a kilo or so. I don't know how many pages that it's got. It's got 500 pages, but it doesn't feel like 500 pages because it's so well laid out and there's headings and amazing photography all of the way through it as well. So, Welcome to Country, a travel guide to Indigenous Australia by, uh, I'm pretty sure she's professor or associate professor, Marsha Langton. Um, So, this is literally, this is literally the book that I am reading right now. I tend to read about half an hour a day as a rule, maybe a little bit more. Just depends. So this is what I'm getting through. So I'll be able to speak to this a little bit more wholeheartedly in uh, in the next week or so. Okay, Here comes the last one, guys. Here comes the last one, and I'm I'm on a reread. This is on a, a this is on a reread. Um, so I probably should give you the title of it because holding it up to the camera is not going to help. James Clear, you know what I'm going to say, atomic habits, tiny changes, remarkable results, atomic habits, an easy and proven way to build good habits and break old ones. Once again, this is a book that I think I've owned about three times and I keep giving it away. I've also got it as an audio book as well. So um, I was having a bit of a check-in on this and uh, refreshing myself. Uh, This is a great structured book. Um, It works through the fundamentals, why tiny changes do make a big difference. Talks about the first law of make it obvious. The second law, make it attractive. The third law, make it easy fourth law, make it satisfying, and then advanced tactics and um, some extra bits at the end. So awesome, awesome concept that the little changes that when you create and sustain little changes, they have a cumulative effect on how you live your life and how you create good sustaining habits that um, help you really kind of sit in a position of peak or more peak performance. So, um, yeah, a good revisit with James Clear. Always a good kind of book for the start of the year, me thinks. So I'm going to do a countdown. I'm going to go through them all. The show notes are going to be really good on this episode, aren't they? Okay. The big idea is technology making us sick. How to bullet plan. Sally Gabori, Land for All, touching the book with her beautiful pictures. Donna McGeorge, The First Two Hours, Kate Shrek, The ADZ of Service Excellence, Shana Kennedy, The Life Plan, thumbs up on that one, Glucose Revolution, Then there was that little one, 555 Powerful Questions, Coaching, Mentoring, and Leading at Work. Welcome to My Country, which is all about the Yolngu people, Northeast Arnhem Land, Julia Gillard, Ngozi Okonju Awela, Women and Leadership, Real Lives, Real Lessons, Atomic Habits, James Clear, and then probably my personal favourite of the season, Marsha Langton, Welcome to Country. Alrighty, I hope that's been interesting. I would love to know, and please drop us a line in the comments, I would love to know what you've been reading because um. If you're really enjoying a book, there's a really good chance I'll probably enjoy it as well. And I'm always looking for the next thing to read. Alrighty, Sorry about, actually, sorry, not sorry, about uh, burning out your eardrums. I am hoping to get some book, some book recommendations back from you guys. Tell me what you're reading. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. For the show notes and other resources, our webinar replays, they're all available over on Naker.com.au. And if you're loving what you're listening to, please subscribe. We don't want you to miss out on a single thing. And if you want others to get the same benefit that you've had from listening into these episodes, please share this episode and any of the others forward to any of your other allied health business colleagues. And we are totally here for you. Don't forget for a moment that you can jump on in and book that power call and uh, we can see how we can help you get the best of business done. Looking forward to seeing you there.